of you may be aware that The Athletic have a fantastic new podcast series available called Luck. Uh, it peels back the curtain on the untold Andrew Luck story, a generational QB who retired before the age of 30. And I'm delighted to welcome the man behind that podcast series to the Irish NFL show today. Zach Kiefer, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Um, firstly, well done on the podcast. It, it, it's Thank brilliant. Um, I, I know Mark Sesler said it to you, you on the Around the NFL podcast, and I know I'm sure many others have as well. I was riveted. I did exactly the same as Mark. I was out walking. Fortunately, I have a, a colleague. He loves, uh, he's mad for road, as we would say over here. So I was able to get out and about and listen to it uh, as, as much as I can and went through the, the episodes and, and just wanted more. But maybe before we get into Andrew Luck and, and the Coles and, and, and how you went about making the podcast, do you have any Irish heritage or have you ever been to Ireland? I've been to Dublin's airport, had a Guinness about four o'clock in the morning on a layover between somewhere and somewhere. But um, the plan is in a couple of years, we're going to head over there and play some golf one summer. So that's my goal. But um, is there a big is there a big NFL following? over there and and how does it sort of stack up with some of the other popular sports yeah it's definitely it's growing in popularity and i suppose we started this um this show around about coming up on two years now and it's been great to see the growth of the game and kind of the interest in the the league the league themselves have done some really great things they brought in brett gosper who was the former head of world rugby and he did a really amazing job of growing the sport he came in about two years ago as well you're beginning to see things happen with him they've rejigged things we're actually recording this show on the day that there were three quarters of a million people in a queue for tickets for the Germany game. Uh, I was I, hoping the Colts would get that game so I could make a trip over there, but maybe in the next couple of years. I think possibly, hopefully in the future. I think like the fact London has three games and, and right. you're seeing the desire in, in Germany, I, I think it's only a matter of time before there are multiple right. games. We still want the game in, in Dublin and uh, that, would, that would be our dream, but hopefully that'll, um, that will come true uh, at, at some point. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's still a niche sport, obviously, right? Um, I mean, you know, uh, reporting on, on Andrew Luck, he grew up in Europe. Soccer is the most popular sport here, but we have our own sports in Ireland, but definitely you can see the contingent of NFL fans is re really, really growing, which, which is really good to, to see. Um, I suppose maybe if we go back to, to the very start in terms of, um, you know, because you've been covering the Colts for a long time, but even before that, I know you interned, I think, with the Bloomington Herald Times. I'm just wondering, when did you realize that you wanted to be a journalist? You know, I was lucky. I'm not qualified to do anything else. So um, I remember going to games as a kid and these would be NBA games, Pacers games. And I would watch Michael Jordan when they were in town and such. And when I realized I wasn't going to make the NBA, which was very early, I realized you can write about the games and get paid to do that. And, and I wanted to do that. And I always loved reading. I loved reading and, and I loved writing. I was the weird kid in school who would, who would get excited when the teacher would give out a 10 page paper, right? Here's your report. You need to do this. And it's due by next week. I would get excited. Like that's how weird I was. Sports are great. They're great theater. I, I get to meet so many great characters and, and tell so many great, interesting stories. And that's always fascinated me. And, you know, the games have almost always been secondary to me in a way, like you know, there's wins and losses and all that, but like the people behind the stories have always fascinated me. And Andrew Luck's a really good example of just a very layered person, complex. It's an interesting story. 
Um, and it's always, it, there's always been another challenge. Like there's always another story to tell. There's always been another angle to take and it's, it's never boring. So that's why I love about it. And, you know, I went to Indiana university and, and covered the men's basketball team and the football team and worked at a small paper and then got on at the Indianapolis star and, and covered Butler basketball for one year. And then have been doing the Colts for eight years now, which is crazy, but, um, yeah, it's, it's every season's different. Every player is different. And, and that's why the stories are so much fun. And I, I know in, in terms of this um, look, the pod, podcast series, I've heard you say that the Athletics Narrative Podcast Director approached you about the project, pitched it to you, and you, you initially didn't want to do it. And I suppose I'm just wondering, what was it that changed your mind on that? Yeah, well, I had a lot on my plate. The Colts were going through a very, very, very busy offseason. I, I knew they were going to move on from Carson Wentz. I didn't know how. And, and I had a lot on my plate in terms of that. And, and secondly, I covered all of this with Andrew Luck. And I lived it. Like, it was exhausting at the time. And I have all these files on my computer about the shoulder and the comeback and the retirement. And I'm not sure I wanted to go back. I don't think the fans in Indianapolis were ready to go back either. But the more I thought about it, I thought, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. I thought I was the right person to do it because I have so much intel, you know, so much color I could add to the story. And, and I said, I think this is the right form to do it. I don't think it's a written piece. I think it's an audio piece. And I'd never done that before. I'd never narrated anything in my life. And it was a new challenge for sure. And it was a monster. I mean, we started on this in late January and here we are, you know, it was released July 11th and blown away blown away by the feedback yeah i mean it's, it, it it is really fascinating the, the sheer number of people that you get to talk to and, and obviously look some of them were undoubtedly no-brainers but how did you go about deciding who you wanted to to speak to i wanted people to tell this story in a different way like a lot of people thought they knew the andrew luck story myself included right i wanted different i wanted unique voices and i wanted scenes and moments and i tell my, i teach a class in the spring, a sports writing class, and I teach my students, like, great stories are about the moments and the scenes. And I wanted these scenes in this story. And I wanted scenes I'd never heard before. And I thought David Shaw was terrific. You know, the Washington game, Lux junior year, where he doesn't throw the ball very much and was really happy after the game. Like, that, that scene tells you a lot about this dude. And then the scene earlier in his college career where he slams into the safety with his throwing shoulder and says, I know, coach, but I had to. Like, that tells you a lot about this guy and it foreshadows a lot down the line. So, you know, I thought Daniel Jeremiah was great. I thought David Shaw was incredible. I thought Jacoby Reset talking about those years with the Colts was fantastic. Tom House. I mean, I didn't want a ton of teammates to just sing his praises. I want unique. I wanted different. I wanted some moments that no one had ever heard before. And I think, you know, I learned a lot. And if I learned a lot, I feel like a lot of people learned a lot. Um, absolutely. And yeah, I think you did a great job and they all did a great job and you can live in those moments. I mean, I'm five, 6,000 miles away from Indianapolis and I live those moments listening to, to the podcast. So I, you know, I suppose that is one of the most satisfying aspects. So you can hear that, that the people you were able to get involved, were there frustrations involved in, in the project, Zach? Good question. Yeah. Anything this big, anything, I mean, it was a lot it was a lot of backend work. I mean, we, we had a hundred hours of audio, like between all the inter in each interview, we did 25 to 30. I lost track. It was probably an hour long. I mean, think about how much audio that is. And then we had all this extra audio from the years of interviews with luck. And I wasn't disappointed that he didn't join the podcast. He thought about it. I thought he might do it, but he didn't, he's going to stay silent. 
we've been in touch about it. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it was a totally different experience. Like I, I'm a writer, like that's, that's what I do, but writing the scripts for this was, was completely different. It was like a different muscle and I had to learn how to use it. And I had to, it was different. It was challenging, but I think that's where you grow as a journalist by doing things that are uncomfortable and different. And, um, yeah, no, no real, I mean, I had a, I would be remiss if I like Mike Smeltz was my producer and he was with me every step of the way. And he's as responsible for this project as me. And he crushed it. He's incredibly talented. And like, if you have the right people around you, which we do at the athletic, like the athletic wanted to do this the right way. They gave us five months. They gave us everything we could need to do it, to promote it, to, to tell the story the right way. And that's essential. You don't always get that these days. So um anytime we had an issue anytime something was hard we just worked through it and, and mike was terrific so it was it was a fun group to work with now i suppose andrew luck kind of famously stayed on to finish his degree at stanford after the 2010 season um he forgot he forgot the draft even though you know many analysts had him going number one overall if he had declared i suppose in in retrospect is that strength of character to make that decision when people are telling you you know you're going to go number one overall but you decide to stay back to finish your degree was that an indication of the mindset that his mindset was always greater than than just the sport i know you talk and i know you have the anecdote from um i think mike has like about like andrew Luck loves football but was that maybe a sign that andrew Luck, while lo loving football also had a wider worldview yeah i think that's a great peek into who he is and how he thinks and you know when he came back to stanford he released a one-sentence statement that said i love it here i'm gonna stay it, it wasn't some big announcement some big press conference there was no instagram or twitter post it was just downplayed and that's that's kind of how andrew operated and and i think that foreshadows like there's this great duality and i've been talking about this this last week like oh people think he, he walked away early he doesn't love football but you hear dequell jackson who loved football and played 10 years in the league talk about andrew loved football so much uh, on par with frank gore this great running back who was in indy and played 15 years Andrew Luck loved football so much, he made you question if you loved it enough. And this is a guy who wasn't the fastest, strong, strongest linebacker, but he played 10 years because he loved the game and he, he, he forced himself into this, into this league. It's, it's, just, it's just remarkable. There's, there's so much incompleteness with Luck's story. There's so much intrigue. There's so much fascination because so much of it goes against the stereotype of what you think. Mm -hmm. And I suppose a lot of that is because of the decision to retire early and the timing, I think, of the decision is probably what ruffles so many feathers. And it's something that we're, we probably are more used to maybe in soccer. I'm thinking Johan Cruyff, I'm thinking Eric Cantona, Michel Platini. We've seen a little bit in the NFL, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, that for a little bit of different reasons. Then Andrew does it. And then all of a sudden we're seeing um, Luke Keekley, Ali Marpet. They've both retired now before the age of 30. Could we look back on this in maybe five or 10 years and, and see Andrew Luck as sort of a trendsetter of sorts? I think so. I think, I think every player is different. Every player's thinking is different. But I do think, and you heard Robert Griffin III say this in the podcast, like at the end of the day, I don't think this was a physical decision. I think it was a mental health decision. I really do. And I think he loved the game. But when it became something that took away from his mental health and his happiness as a human being, which is this huge, grand concept, I think he was mature enough and disciplined enough to say, I'm not going to do that. And he loved football and he still does. And like the fire burns in him to be a part of football, not in a playing capacity, but that's what's so fascinating is, is, you know, Calvin Johnson, 
you know, I think we would have liked three more years, you know, Barry Sanders, two or three more years, Jim Brown. I wasn't old enough, but I, you know, but Andrew Luck, it's like 10 more years, you know, it's like seven more years. It's, it's just wild. And it, it just, and I remember thinking that night, how did we get here? How did this guy who was so, you know, early in his career, he played with such joy and he was such a fun player to watch and to cover and, and it, football was beaten out of him. Like I said, in the podcast. And at the end of the day, he said, if I remove football from my life, I'll be a happier human. And that's hard. That's a hard thing for a lot of these guys to get to. And I think one of the things that's interesting, and you know, you've talked about this as was a little bit in the podcast, a little bit um, earlier in this interview, is you live the Andrew Luck story, right? Which is why you were reluctant to go back. I think you mentioned you've got a fifteen thousand word file just on the shoulder injury. Sixty-five um, word, sixty-five thousand. Right. <laughs> so enormous, right? And and all all the stuff that you thought, but you learned through the podcast. There was so much that you didn't know. We now live in an age, right, even since Andrew Luck retired, where it's even more social media driven. It's 24-7, it's 365. And fans are, I suppose, uh, we, we think we know what's going on. But it, it, is it, are we, are, are we totally, you give us a peek behind the curtain. How much are fans unaware of what re, the reality of day-to-day -day life in the NFL is like for players, coaches, owners, etc.? I think, I think we don't see the real thing. Media thinks we do, we don't. And I think this is a window into that. Like even Andrew's own teammates didn't see him in the training room. They knew he was going in there. They just didn't see him because he, he hit it all. And, 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 and the fantasy, fantasy football culture has turned players in, 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 the, in the minds of fans almost into robots. Like, oh, he's, he's out for two weeks, he'll be back. Like, no, this guy's got to actually go through rehab. Like, do you know what, like it dehumanizes the player and the, and the mental health is something that's finally being talked about. But I think if you want like a 360 view, like a, 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 a you know, a 3D, like a real layered look at these humans, it's, it's way more complex than we think. And they're a lot more than just a player in a tweet from a reporter that says they're going to be out six to eight weeks or whatever. Like Andrew Luck was out two to six weeks. He lacerated his kidney. Like he was peeing blood the next day. Like if he doesn't get that fixed in the next day, he's probably gone. And, and yeah, players of all types get tons of injuries and very scary things. But like there's a, there's a lot to this game and to these people that play it that we don't see. And we just show up on Sundays and expect them to be out there and perform at their best. But I've always been fascinated with everything besides Sunday. The games are great. They're fun. You don't know who's going to win or lose when you show up. And that's always the fun part. But everything else before Sunday has been fascinating to me. After, you know, after the games, what they do and how they, you know, that's the layers to this game that I find so fascinating. And it's not relegated to the NFL. It's any athlete and really any sport, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know you kind of hinted that there are things in the work for Andrew Luck that, that might surprise some people, but they, you know, they're not ironed out yet there to come. I suppose in terms of what's next for Zach Kiefer, though, um, did you enjoy this process enough that you'd consider another kind of in-depth podcast, uh, a 360 view of, of things in the future? Yeah, I, you know, I would. It'd have to be the right topic. I don't know if there's another Andrew Luck story out there to be told. Not one that I'm as, as you know, as, as familiar with. I knew this story. I lived it. That helped me a lot in the reporting process. You know, I had a lot of context that would speak to me. But um, yeah, I mean, as for now, I'm, I'm off this week completely, which is the first week I've really had off since the season started in, in August of last year with camp. 
camp starts next week. So there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of rest um, in this league and we're going to be full bore another quarterback five years in a row for the Colts. Um, but blown away by the feedback. It was, it was number one on iTunes and sports most of last week. And I think we're at a huge, huge number of listens. So it, it, it's incredible. And apparently the voiceover wasn't that bad. I wasn't convinced it was very good, but apparently no one has really complained about it. So it must not have been that bad. Oh, no, it was, it was more, it was, it was fantastic. So, so maybe finally, because I, I do know you've been very generous with your time, but I'm just wondering, do you have a favorite Andrew Luck story? Oh, that's a good question. I've never been asked that. That's a good question. I mean, this is a little cliche, but, you know, we're in the hallway after that, you know, two or three weeks after that Chiefs loss. And I remember asking him, and this is in the podcast, but I asked him, you know, why were you smiling? And he told me and the answer's in there, but after that, he goes, you know, I read a story you wrote. Now, he didn't read anything about the Colts, but I wrote this story about this New York City mobster who hid in Indianapolis for 10 years. And it's this crazy story. It almost reads like fiction. And, and he says, I read that story. And he wanted to ask me all about it. He asked me 10 to 15 questions about it. And usually I'm the one asking him questions. But it took a long time to get to there. Like, Andrew was never close with any reporter but if he was with anybody, I think it was me. We really broke down the barriers and, you know, he understood what my job was, but we also were fascinated by some of the same things. We talked about books and he was very curious about journalism. And, um, you know, the best part of my job is the people I meet and the people I get to tell the stories of. And if I do this for 20 more years, I still don't think I'll never cover another Andrew Luck. Well, um, I certainly, you know, enjoyed the podcast. I would recommend it to, to any of our viewers. The nice thing about podcasts is there's no geo-blocking, so they're available wherever you are um, in, in the world. Um, Zach, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to join me today. We'd love to welcome you back on, maybe closer to the season or, or early on, to talk about, as you said, the Colts' new quarterback, the, the, the Matt Ryan era. But um, thank you very much. And for anyone out there who is watching, uh, you can find luck on on any of the podcasting platforms, um, wherever you get your podcasts and check out Zach at The Athletic. Um, he has some fantastic work. And, and I, that, that piece that you mentioned around the, the monster, that's a fantastic piece. A, a, a little bit of a throwback, but you can, you can find that out there if you Google Zach's name. Zach, thanks very much. Thanks, Colin. This was a lot of fun.